Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. I am one of the dynamic duel of hosts here, Dustin Lunt. Hello, everyone. I am the Dyna to your Mick dynamic. I'm Jake. How are you doing, Dustin? I I am doing well. Even after that terrible pun or half pun? Maybe not as good after that. Were you better before I said that? I think I was. I felt a little better about life before that. Well... We'll try and get through it. All right. So here we are. Week five. Yes. After a week off, because life yes. and shit yes. happens. Adulting so life. You we know, apologize it if you missed us. Hopefully that half joke I made uh, made you miss us less to make up for it. Is I that hope how so. that works? It should be how it works. Okay. All good things going forward. Uh, but yeah, so we are back. We will try and catch up a little bit um, on things that we missed last week. But yes, we are... But holy crap, this week... There's a lot. Big time scores. Yeah. Holy man. St- some, stuff came out of nowhere. Some of those stacks I saw, people posting their uh, lineups or uh, lineups they faced, I was like, Jesus, that was... That's brutal. Oof. Well, I mean, brutal if you're playing against them. Glorious True. if you happen to Absolutely, have any of them. but just... I did not happen to have any of those. I had some <laughs> of the players here and there. I didn't have like any of the big stacks, unfortunately. Uh-huh. So I didn't didn't quite see it in all its gloriousness. But yeah, uh, you got it on the periphery, though. Yes, you got. And thankfully, glimpses. though, well, I did face one team, one of my leagues. I got pounded pretty good. So that happens. So that was fun. But, in a weird sort of way, yeah, it was but fun. But yeah, it felt like just an explosion where like one guy went off and then the guy on the other team was checking his cell phone. It's like, oh, that, that fucker thinks he's going to mm-hmm. get 300 yards. I'm going to get 500 yards. And finally, it was, you know, the players you expect to have big games. Oh, sure. You know, which was nice. Not these uh, fringe players that you're like, where the hell did this come from? Right. Rick Smithson from, you know, an undrafted free agent from... UTEP. Exactly. What? What are you doing, Rick? Exactly. Where were you last week and all other weeks? All right. So before we get into our normal show doc, Mm -hmm. what are we drinking this week? Well, I'd argue this is the most normal part of our show doc. Absolutely. Well, you you tell us what we're drinking. I will open this glorious uh, crawler we've got here. I'm going to say we are drinking a gigantic, uh, it looks like RoboCop's leg. Full of uh, full of tasty beer. So we have Hop Gobbler. This is from Odd Side Ales. It's an APA. I do love me Odd Side Ales. They you love me Odd Sides. It, ooh, look at that shit. Oh. Thank you. I will take this. Thank you very much. Oh. This is courtesy from Growlers to go go. Yes, from Madison, Wisconsin. I have to admit, I don't get there nearly as often as I should. Especially given how great that name is. I know. And right? they have such great beer selections all well, the time. some left. Um, but yeah, this looks like a delicious beer. Yeah, so from it our, our very good. quartz can, we've got Hop Gobbler, which in and of itself is a pretty sweet ass name. Yes, it is. I'm just going to say it. Hmm. It's a little, it's a little bit, a little bit better. A little bit. A little baby bit. Not bad, though. Yeah, it's okay. I didn't know what I was expecting, I guess. Here's well, the thing. It, says, when it comes in that gigantic boot. <laughs> when it says hop gobbler, you, you hear hop and you just think it's just going to be this hop bomb of, of uh, bitterness. Hop bomb and, of hops. Yes. It's really not. 
No, it's actually kind of timid, mm-hmm. dare I say. Yeah, that's not too bad. A little bit of bitterness. Not too bad. Yeah, it doesn't make me do that. Ooh. No, not at all. So, huh, not bad. <laughs> that's the most I underwhelming just, review we've ever had of a beer. I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I get some bitterness and that's about it. There's not, it's not super malty. I just, I don't, I don't how get a lot bo- to it. How much booze we got in this guy, do you know? I don't know. No? It's a mystery. Oh, they didn't write it. Okay, so on these labels, typically they'll write what the ABV is. They did not. They left it a mystery for us to discover ourselves. And I'm going to say it's six. Even six. That's my guess. Let's see. Um, let's see what uh, the interwebs If I'm wrong, us. don't tell me. But if I'm right, say it a whole bunch. Five percent. God damn it. I said don't tell me. So it's a fairly sessionable beer. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would not session it, but somebody could hypothetically. Absolutely. If they wanted to. You definitely could. Yeah. I would not either. But, yeah. <laughs> but hey, it's going to do just fine That's for right. our purposes right here. So <sighs> we have to talk about some things that we don't want to talk about, well, but we deserve to have to talk about. Yes. Yep. So a couple weeks ago, right, mm-hmm. we patted ourselves on the back. Yes. We tooted our horns a bit here because that's fun. That's a fun thing to do. When you're right about stuff for fantasy football, you want to share it with the world. Now, we also have to share with the world the things that we were horribly mistaken about. Yes, worst calls so far. Things could turn around. They could. But worst calls so far. Yeah, yeah. So I'll start us off here. Please do. Let me collect Uh, myself. This, I'm very torn about this because this player... I started off in the offseason not very high on him, and then I changed my mind. Nah. I, I went against my gut, and I shouldn't have, but it is, I did put it out there that this is what I projected. Yeah, when all was said and all done. All said and done. This is, I, I felt confident about this. So I had O.J. Howard as my tight end four for the year, which I think a lot of people were very high on him. Oh, absolutely. They expected a lot with the Bruce Arians offense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Currently, he's at tight end 31, <laughs> which is not good. Not tight end four. No. And and the the thing that is even worse about the situation is his teammate, Cameron Brait, tight end 30. It's just enough to really piss you off. It's... You know, uh, just what... I would rather Cameron Brait be tight end 20. You know, tight end 30 just feels like you're shoving that knife in. I, I know. And here's the thing. We should have known, because we have history of Bruce yeah. Arians offenses... I know the narrative was, well, he never had a good tight end. He never had someone with the athletic uh, profile of, you know, O.J. Howard. And, That's right. well, it turns out that doesn't matter because <laughs> Bruce Arians' offense is what it's always been. And, and James what it is continues who he is. to be. So, exactly. Yeah. And uh, obviously, yeah, Cameron Brates is binky. He loves him. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if O.J. Howard's on the field or not. So, yeah. yes, that is my worst call so far for 2019 who do you got or what do you got i got i got bad things i thought so confidently coming into this year that there is no way emmanuel sanders is going to be right back to being a fantasy relevant option he's 30 what 31 32 he's coming off an achilles heel tear late in the season last year very late in the season and he's supposed to just worm his way right back into our fantasy hearts. No, no, no. But evidently, 
he heard what I said and just wanted to boot me in the taint uh, with his play because he is currently the wide receiver 23 in PPR, which is actually only down that far because he had a really off week last week. Right. But not because, like, oh, he got hurt and he looked ginger. He just had a bad week. Before that, he was, like, a, a top 15 player. Which is crazy. I don't get how you do that. And to top it off, he has Joe Flacco flowing, throwing him the ball. Yes. Now, to be fair to myself, <laughs> the one other thing I said coming into this season is Joe Flacco gets a bad rap. He he supported three top uh, wide receiver three level guys last year True. in Baltimore. So I said, you know, he could do that basically except for Emmanuel Sanders because he was going to be coming back playing hurt. Maybe Cortland Sutton and right. Deshaun could be those right. guys. And, and I expected uh, Manny to come back. You know, later in the season, you know, second half, you know, second to, you know, second third, second third, second third, last third of the season, the middle third, the second of the three thirds. Yes. Just that one little section. Yep. No, the last third of the season, you know, very late on uh, would maybe get back into football form that we're all uh, accustomed to. But obviously, no, he's part machine. Could we say at this point? I think so. Colonel Sanders has his secret spices that we don't know about. And it's fucking worked wonders. Yes. So they're not so, great. No. We'll see if they shift at all. Um, I kind of doubt it. At I this doubt point, it. But yes, because we're far we'll enough see. into the season where yep. it's not just oh, it was a bad game or a couple weeks. Like this is this is a pattern starting to emerge. This is it. So yeah. So yeah, I think it's important for us to keep ourselves in check. Absolutely. Give our egos a little uh, tap down. And but we'll we'll come back maybe in a couple of weeks and talk ourselves up again to Absolutely. make ourselves feel better. Oh, for sure. We'll see. All right. All right. So waiver wire pickups going into week six. Uh, <laughs> do you want to start us off here? I would love to. I have hesitated for a very long time to put this guy on my show doc as a waiver pickup. I didn't see this happening. I didn't see it sustaining. But for my quarterback this week. I'm doing it. It's Gardner Minshew. Man, it's Minshew time for me. Minshew I'm mania. I'm a I don't know. I like him. And it's crazy because in ESPN leagues, he's only 18.1% rostered. But I read a stat the other day on the on the tweet machine that said uh, he is one of only three quarterbacks that has put up at least 15 points in like standard scoring mm-hmm. leagues every week. Along with like Pat Mahomes and somebody else. It doesn't matter because he's there with Pat Mahomes as one of three. And he's just going to do his thing. He's been in bad matchups. He's been in good matchups. He's basically been the same guy. He does have a tendency to get rid of the ball to the wrong person every once in a while. Some some fumblies. A couple interceptions here and there. But, but the guy's just been consistent. You also like have a to realize he's a rookie. Yes. He's going to make rookie mistakes. The ultimate rookie. The, the non-planned for a rookie. So... It's, it's crazy, but I, I can't ignore it anymore. So no. he is my pickup. And I love him. I just love his yeah. swagger. I like his vibe. Yes. Got a little worn out on his vibe, thanks to Twitter in the first two weeks where that's all you saw. I know. I think that's part of my issue here that I had to wait that long, too, for it to die down a little bit. But yeah, he's shown he's the real deal so far, so I like that. Oh, yeah. Who's your guy? My quarterback for this week is Kyle Allen. He's only 7.6% rostered. In ESPN leagues. Yeah. He's had a little bit of an up and down road so far. First week against Arizona, just balled out. 
four touchdowns. Well, I mean, because, you know, it's Arizona. <laughs> the next week had Houston, did absolutely nothing. Following week at Jacksonville, had an okay week, nothing spectacular. But we've got four teams on by this week. Things we are sure ugly do. out there on the waiver wire. And I'm trying to dig a little deeper. I don't want your, you know, I'm trying to find guys that are typically under 50% owned. We, yeah. we're, we're digging deep here. He's got Tampa Bay this week. Yeah. I love the matchup. Yeah. There should be a lot of points scored because Tampa Bay can score a lot of points, as we've seen over the last couple weeks. They really can. And Carolina can keep up. Absolutely. So I feel like this is guys. a good streaming matchup you know, if your uh, quarterback is on by. Which they probably are or hurt exactly. or disappointing you like Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. All right, running backs. Let's do it. Running back I want you to pick up so hard this week is Adrian Peterson. Ah, look, man. I like this. this I actually, I had to pivot on mine. Spoiler alert. <gasps> uh, and I went to be like, ooh, I think Adrian Peterson will be good. And then I looked and saw you already had him down. And I was like, bingo. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to do that to you. But I'm not because I actually really like Adrian Peterson going forward. Look, there's a lot of weird shit happening in Washington right now uh, for the team, that is, and elsewhere. He is, look, he's less than half rostered right now, which I get because he's had underwhelming performances basically the entire year. He's been what I have thought Adrian Peterson would be for the last three years. Where he, but he just kept proving me wrong. Mm-hmm. But now he's basically where I thought he was. So why am I telling you to pick him up? Well, he gets to play Miami for starters this week. So that's a locked-in uh, RB2, at least, when you get to play Miami. Uh, head coach Jay Gruden is gone. 0-5. It's not a good enough record, apparently, for them to, to waste any more time with Jay. Um, the interim head coach, which was their offensive line coach, came right out and said he wants to run the ball more. That, to me, seems like a showboat move for a head coach to do when you were the offensive line coach, because it's basically you just bragging like, yeah, we can run through anything because my offensive line will make sure that we run through through anything. But you do have to put up, and he probably will test that theory a lot in this game especially, and he's going to be able to get away with it because it's Miami. So even if Adrian Peterson does nothing after this week, uh, which I, I think he'll stay somewhat steady after mm-hmm. that, well, then you pick him up, you play him this week, you trade him, you drop him later, but I love him at least for week six. Nice. Who's your back? Who you, who are you backing? I'm backing Edo Smith this week. Ew. I know. Again, we're, we're getting into the rough weeks here. He's only nine per nine point eight percent owned, and the last couple weeks he's been being more and more involved with the offense. I don't know if that's because Devonta Freeman's just not doing what they had hoped to coming back after injury last year. He doesn't have that same explosive step. Maybe Edo Smith has finally figured out what he's doing after looking so poor last year. Maybe he's just more comfortable. I don't know what it is, but the last two weeks he's put up double-digit points. He's been involved in the passing game. He's been targeted six times and four times over the last two weeks. And he's involved in the rushing game, too. He had five uh, touches this last week. So he's getting in that 10 to 12 total touches every week here for the last couple weeks, which is really nice. Yeah, it seems like he's becoming the actual Tevin Coleman guy now there. Yes. Instead of just a guy. Exactly. So he is being more involved. I do like the matchup this week against Arizona. Mm -hmm. 
Their defense mm-hmm. does give up a lot of uh, passing yards. Who boy do they? He's <laughs> been showing that he can catch balls out of the backfield, so fire him up if you need a running back. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, wide receivers. You need some pass catchers? We got some pass catchers. I got one that I'm very excited about. Yeah? His time is finally here, Dustin. It is finally here. It's Albie Wilson's time. Albert Wilson, Miami Dolphins wide receiver. He is 9.5% rostered in ESPN leagues. What I just said about Adrian Peterson applies to Albert Wilson if he is healthy and plays this week, which I anticipate he will. They were back and forth about whether he'd start last week, decided to hold him out once more. Um, But Albert Wilson gets to play Washington, which is not a good defense. In fact, you might say they're a pretty damn bad defense. They have given up the eighth most yards through the air and the second most passing touchdowns so far this year. Even a blind squirrel can find a nut against a defense like this. So Josh Rosen should be able to connect with Wilson, who's the big play threat. I mean, he is there. It gets overused, but he's the Tyreek-ish mm-hmm. kind of player there there in, in Miami, and he's he's gonna get to feast because all he needs is a couple of big plays, and this is the kind of defense that will do it. But even after this week, I like him because he's the big play guy. Nobody on that offense is really gonna be consistent. We know that that sucks, but he's the one who's at least capable of breaking off those big plays that'll save your fantasy day. I likey. All right. Who do you likey, Dustin, at wide receiver? I am sticking with Atlanta for my wide receiver this week. Atlanta! And this, it feels it feels dirty to say this name, hmm. but he just keeps producing, so hmm. I feel like it's good pickup this week. It's Mohamed Sanu. Yeah. Yeah. As the third wide receiver option in that offense, tech, maybe fourth, if you, if you count Hooper in there. True. So... Okay, we'll say the fourth option. <laughs> he's still producing. He's been in double-digit points the last three weeks. Yep. He's getting at least six targets a game. Okay, this last week he only had five, but before that he's had six, seven, six, and 12 targets. Getting over 50 yards a game. I mean, for a streamer, for a one-week rental, mm-hmm. you really can't go wrong. He's been very consistent, and I think it's time we recognize that. He is rostered a little bit more than than what we typically go for. He's at 43%. But he's most likely still available out on your waiver wire. And for a one-week rental streaming option, you could do a hell of a lot worse. Oh, gotcha. Now, just to get back to patting ourselves on the back quickly, because we had that that thing before where we did the opposite. Remember kind of coming in this weekend or into the season where we're like, hey, you know, Sanu's not gone. He's there, and he's always undervalued and underrated, but nobody actually wants to ever draft him. I know. And then here he is. I just had to point I, that I out. I have to say, I wasn't very high on him. Sure. Going into the season. Because you're just like, well, he's a guy that's always there. And again, fourth option yeah. at a minimum sure. on, on the offense. Like typically, so We thought the, Freeman would be ahead of him at this exactly. point, which he's not. And typically, you don't find your fourth option being fantasy relevant most weeks. So, yeah. Let's I, I admit, I, was, I, I, I screwed up on this one. God. That's twice in one week. The, like, I don't know if we can record next week. I don't know. Like, you might be too shooken. Too shooken? Shaken? Shooken. I like shooken. Shookers? All right. Tight ends. We don't like to talk about them. But this week, I feel like is an exception. I'm actually excited about mine and yours. Um, 
For, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to lift your spirits after all that Sanu uh, business. Mine is Hunter Henry. And look, it's a little bit of a cheat because, yep, 45.8% roster. But over half of your leagues do not have Hunter Henry on a roster. He has already been spotted doing his runs. He's cutting. He's making moves on the field. He's not playing this week. I know he's not playing this week, but could be playing the week after. I think you have to pick this guy up and stash him if you have the space, especially if uh, you have an IR spot and he's allowed to be on that if because he's listed as out. And if you have one of those finicky IR spots that allow that, please, God, pick him up and play him. Even week one, I know it's an extremely small sample size, but had five targets for 60 yards, almost had a touchdown. He's He's been proven to be a, a big red zone guy. Phillip Rivers has clearly been missing something this season so far. They, they're all kind of banged up aside from Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is always injured, and, and uh, Travis Benjamin was injured, and Dontrell Inman was the guy they were relying on at one point. Um, they could use Hunter Henry. So when he comes back, I expect him to be pretty much a locked and loaded tight end one. All right. Well, I've got Chris Herndon as my tight end this week. Yeah, you do. Coming off his suspension. So obviously we have no stats for the year. So I can't say how you know well he's been playing over the last few weeks. But he's only 12% rostered. He was one of, the stat I heard was I think one of like five rookie tight ends in the NFL history that's had over 500 receiving yards in their rookie season. That's interesting. Yeah, he's in a very like very elite uh, group. Most of them have gone on to be, um, you know, very Stellar. fantasy <laughs> relevant, very good tight ends. So that's very promising. And when we saw him play in the preseason, Sam Darnold was targeting him like crazy. He was very involved in the offense. Oh, gotcha. Now, I will say, Adam Gase, for some reason is is playing very coy is saying well maybe he'll get out there doesn't matter pick him up even if he doesn't play a lot this week he will be more involved in the offense he he is between him and Darnold they're the two missing pieces that will help make this offense actually work correct (laughs) so go out and get him he hasn't been picked up yet you will not be disappointed now, I picked up old Hearn Dog last week just in preparation before waivers because I didn't want to deal with getting him or not getting him. So, God damn it, I have him, and I'm so excited um, to not play him this week. <laughs> <laughs> but I likely will the following week. All right. Talked about the good. Let's talk about the bad. Take them both, and there you have the facts of fantasy football. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, not bad. So, players to cut bait on. Who are you dropping in the old water? Who are you letting behind the boat to get eaten by the sharks? You want me to lead off on this one? Sure. The name is Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Which I shouldn't even use that here because it's an insult to uh, a, a movie character. But I still feel like it's very insulting. <laughs> by comparing him to yes. Andy Dalton? Yeah, yes. a little bit. Uh, Andy Dalton. Just, no. He started off very hot early in the season. Had a couple great weeks. He actually had a pretty good week this last week, but his next string of defenses he plays over the next three weeks yep. uh, leading up to the bye is just brutal. He's got Baltimore this week, Jacksonville next week, and the Rams the following week before yep. going into their bye. 
So you just can't trust him to put up big numbers over the next few weeks. So I think you can safely uh, cut bait. There's a lot of other quarterbacks out there that will be more than serviceable for this time period. I was so close to basically just seconding this and saying, yes, I want Dalton. The only one thing that stopped me is that that schedule on paper looks awful and sounds awful. Those defenses haven't been as lights out as they have they like in years past, like last year. I just, okay, Baltimore, that's AFC North. You know that's mm-hmm. going to be a tough game. And Baltimore's sure. playing really good right now. True. The Rams, we know they can be lights out. I know they've been they a little hit and miss, be. yes. but they can be. Mm-hmm. And I know they're... <laughs> it seems like he would be a get-right quarterback for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I just, I don't know. I just don't trust it. Just I'll tell you one of the reasons I don't trust it is because they're 0-5, and at any moment, they might as well throw in Ryan Finley, who they drafted, what, I don't know, fifth round or something this year. It's going to be one of those things where eventually they're just going to say, well, fuck Maybe. it. Let's toss him out there and see what happens. And it could happen at any time with these teams. I just I just don't know if that will happen. I know it could. I'm going with it. All right. I was trying to back your argument here. Now you're, you're counter-arguing your own argument. You're trying to triple stamp a double stamp. Dustin, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't? No. All right. I am ready to cut bait with a Baker Mayfield. And it sounds bad. I'm uh, the furthest thing from a Baker hater. Um, not the furthest thing, because I actually don't, I don't... I'm not loving the guy as a fantasy option at any point, really, this year. But I'm in the middle. But now I am on the lower side of the middle, which wants to cut him. Um, he has not had... A single game so far this year where he's thrown more than one touchdown. And he looked god-awful last night. So the entire offense looks in shambles. Nobody knows what they're doing. It looks bad. Here's another fact. He's had at least one turnover in every game so far. (laughs) Most of them he's had multiples. His schedule only gets worse Mm -hmm. after the bye week, which is not this week for them, but, but the following week. After that, his schedule looks absolutely atrocious. And if he can't play well enough against middling defenses, I don't know what he's going to do when he has to face New England coming out of the bye. Denver, which really has gotten their shit together Mm -hmm. lately. Buffalo, which is... uh, Yes. I, I don't... No. No. I won't do it. Yeah, I don't like it. He looks... He looks scared back there, like like he has very happy feet. Mm-hmm. He, you can tell that he's not comfortable. You know, you can tell he doesn't trust his offensive line, which he shouldn't. No, it's garbage. Why would you? Yeah. You know, so I just I yeah until things until we see improvement mm-hmm. for multiple weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm right with you. I don't trust him. I don't want him on my team. Get out of here. That's right. You cut. All right, Arby's. All right, I've got Duke Johnson here. And I was pretty high on him going into the season. But apparently Carlos Hyde is a thing. He's a thing. He finally found an offense that works for him and, yeah. and a coach that will actually play him. He just needed he just needs some some confidence. Yes. And let's be honest. Houston's offense is pass first, run second. Truth. So he's he's not being overly involved. 
And he's not being involved where we thought he was going to be involved, which is the passing where game. You thought he was going to be involved. Yes. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Okay. I did not think okay, that. Where but. I thought he was going to be involved. <laughs> All right. He's, yeah, but he's not. He's not getting he's those only shutdowns. Getting one to two receptions a game, which is not good. That's not where we wanted him. Now, he's been getting carries on the ground. Hasn't been getting any touchdowns on the season. He's had he's, a few big plays. He's had some good plays. He's averaging... For the most part, over five yards a carry, which is terrific. But again, he's only, he's not getting double-digit carries, and he's not seeing the receptions we expected. So I think you can safely cut bait from him at this time. And that just feels like one of those dumb coaching things where it's like, why aren't you getting this guy more involved when he's so obviously good? You know? But, exactly. But you can't fight the coaching staff, much as you may want to. Yep. Um, I am... Some kind of stings a little bit, but I... I Please cut bait on Jamal Williams, um, and it's it's twofold. One, you saw when you saw that hit that he took, which rocked him and took him out of the game. Um, not last week, but the the week prior against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You, you're worried. Can Aaron Jones now? He's going to be gifted the lead role. Can he take it and run with it? And there's a lot of questions about that. Well, he fucking took it and he ran with it for four mm-hmm. touchdowns, and. Got tons of receptions. Was was the guy. I mean, he looked like Zeke a year ago against Zeke. And they brought up Trey Carson off the practice squad because they didn't trust Dexter Williams. Trey Carson looked okay for his very first game of his NFL career where he saw touches. Yeah, He had only played special teams um, prior to that. He did totally... I mean, he looked like Mm -hmm. Jamal Williams, which is not saying a lot, but when you can just slide in there and do that, that raises some suspicions. Yes. I don't know when Jamal's coming back. They probably won't rush him back um, this week. And I don't think that they go back to that shift of having him split carries with Aaron Jones, even when he's active and on the roster. As, As the Packer homer here, as one of the two Packer homers on this podcast. Sure. I really hope that's what happens. But as you just said, you, you can't trust coaching. You don't know what coaches are going to do. It's so. true. So hopefully LaFleur looks at his game against Dallas, Aaron Jones's game against Dallas, and says, oh, yeah, I mean, the, sure, the guy almost went for 200 yards from scrimmage and scored his four touchdowns and carried the team on his back, but we should really uh, get Jamal more, more worked in here. So I think his uh, his workload takes a, a hit, and I'm I'm good dropping all right. Who you good dropping at the receiver? This you thought the last one pained you. Uh, this one pains me. Yeah, this one give it you the side pains me. It does. And if you can trade him, all the better. I won't <laughs> just say outright cut him. Sure. But you definitely can't be starting him at this point. Try to trade him. Get a ham sandwich from him for him or something. I don't know. Sure. Stefan Diggs. Yeah. It's time to cut bait on him. He, that sucks to have to say out loud. It does. It really does. Because he's so freaking talented. I mean, not as talented as Russell Wilson. Oh, but he is talented. Face hole. <laughs> is there a world for you where you see Stefan Diggs finally getting traded at some point this season? I don't know. What a cop out answer. <laughs> Log- logically, you would say yes, because. Yeah. Why would they be paying their quarterback and two wide receivers to just run the ball all day long? <laughs> right. I mean, that makes zero sense. Yeah. 
and they could use the cap space, honestly, yeah. and probably get some draft picks in return. I don't know that that'll happen, though, mid-season. Maybe in the off-season sure. they trade them or something, but I just don't... I Honestly, I don't see that happening. I don't know a team that would have the cap space at this point and would be a contender that would really want him. It's like his best case is if he yeah. goes to the Colts or something, right. which I don't know that that would happen. It's the only. Can I offer one addendum to this? Because the only thing that I saw with Diggs, which is like it gave me a little bit of hope, is he plays Philadelphia this week, who is just garbage at defending receivers and really good at stopping the run. So it's like maybe you could, even if you don't play him, hold on to him one week, hope that his value spikes, and then try and trade him. You know, that was a couple weeks ago against Chicago when he had his 108 yards, seven reception game. <laughs> so it's done. It's, yes. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, he is just he hasn't done what we expected. Obviously, Adam Thielen... Squeaky wheel, got the grease. Thielen, Thielen. They're gonna Thielen. they're gonna continue to that run the ball. Squeaky, that was nice. Yeah, I, I got it. Okay. Thanks. Okay. You know, Delvin Cook, he's been involved in the passing game as well as the running game. I don't trust Kirk Cousins on a week to week basis. Some weeks he may show up, other weeks he's not going to. I would I trust just, Kirk Cousins to dog sit. That guy so, sucks. I just, like I said, it pains me. Just time to cut bait on him. Yeah, I get it. Mine is a little less extreme, because thank God, because, ugh. Uh, it's Nelson Aguilar. Nelson had a chance with Philly when Deshaun Jackson was out and when Alshon was out to kind of take some work and prove that he could hang. And then he had that terrible drop that basically cost the Eagles the game a couple weeks back. And it seems like since then it's just been goodbye, Nelson. Mm-hmm. You are on our hate list uh, that's the team saying that to him. And Alshon's back. As soon as Alshon came back, he was an afterthought. Absolutely. Mac Hollins is out snapping him at this point. Uh, there's there's no reason to hang on to this guy, mm-hmm. if you even were, which I hope you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. See, that was easy. That was. I like that. All right. This finish, one's not as easy. Finish up with tight ends. Yeah. Mine is yeah. the aforementioned OJ Howard. Boop. We already talked about how poor he's played. Yep. Not that we have to expound on it that Not much. Not to rub salt into the wounds. But his schedule doesn't get any easier. He's got Carolina this week. Done the bye. So I, I suppose that's a fair... That's a win. That, that's a win. That's a you win know. for him. You know you're not going to get any points from him. So that's, that's right. fair. Um, and then he's got Tennessee and Seattle coming out of the bye. So three weeks out of the next four that are not very favorable matchups. And again, we already talked about how poor he's been playing, so I don't think you can trust him. Cut bait on him. Just get something for him. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. If anybody is out there willing Mm -hmm. to buy low, you let them buy the lowest they're willing to go. Absolutely. You let them limbo as much as they need to go. My tight end is Tyler Eifert. Cut bait on Tyler Eifert. Because you know why? Because Tyler Eifert ruined the one cheat code that all tight ends had this year, (laughs) which was you play Arizona, you get a shit ton of points. Tyler Eifert said, "Uh, no, no, no. Uh, No, we all don't. He went out. He got two receptions for 14 yards, zero touchdowns. Go fuck yourself, Tyler Eifert. I am done with you. You couldn't make it work against Arizona. You're out. Okay. All right. So should we move on? (laughs) Yeah, let's shit keep shows this going. Week, keep the negativity alive. You betcha. Okay. Let's talk shit shows. My shit show, 
And I know this seems very easy, <laughs> a very obvious one. Sometimes the easiest ones are easy for a reason. I don't care. I own this player in many of my leagues. I think four of the five leagues I have him in. And he, and he goosed me. This is personal. zero. So I have Mike Evans. A zero for zero for zero stat line. How does that happen? I get I get he had a very good corner on him. He had Lattimore on him, so I understand mm-hmm. that. But not a still still nothing. Nary a look. Jameis, throw the ball his way. He's like six five. He's huge. Just throw it up. He'll high point it. He'll grab it. Like it's just something. Like just not targeted nothing. It was just awful. It was brutal. We I remember we were watching the games and like halfway through the second quarter you were looking at your phone for the scores and you just <laughs> Is Mike Evans hurt? Yeah, because there was nothing. Like, there, like, there was no targets, nothing. I'm like, what's going on here? Was <laughs> he like a late ejected? scratch or something? Yeah. Like, what, what, what happened? Nope. No, no, nope, just not involved. Just there. Although I, I will just want to say it, it was a, a miracle happened on one of my teams, my dynasty teams. I had Mike Evans on my starting lineup, uh-huh. and I somehow forgot to remove Devonte Adams from my lineup. <laughs> I thought I did it. I swear I did it. No, I didn't, didn't do it. I didn't do it. Yeah. Still won the week. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. So, nice. Um, not all not all bad. You can still do it when your studs aren't aren't playing. <laughs> you would have felt like at all. shit if you had lost because of that. Yes. So, this is this so. is a nice turnaround yes. there. That story ended on a high yes. note. And I appreciate that. All right. Who's your shit show of the week? My shit show is uh LaShawn McCoy. His story did not end on a high note. He got zero rushing attempts. Zero rushing attempts last week. He was healthy. Well, as healthy as LaShawn McCoy is at this point in his career. He got two receptions, though, so that's cool. But he fumbled one of them, which is pretty not cool. And then he was never heard from again. So Andy Reid actually said after the game that McCoy got pulled because he couldn't pass protect. Which... And Mahomes was on one leg, basically, for most mm-hmm. of the game. So you put that together. Yeah, you're you're coming out. LaShawn McCoy, you are a million years old. You should know how to pass protect at this point. Either you are unwilling to, or you are simply too fragile at this point to put yourself in those situations. Either way, it's not looking good. And I hated that. So there's the shit. All right. The shit happened. But let's move on. We'll talk some positivity now. You Our best matchups for the week. Best matchups. All right. Why don't you lead us off here, Jake? Love to. You already talked about him, so I'm not going to beat everybody over the head. It's Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Can't say that one too fast. Um, it's against Tampa Bay, though. So Kyle Allen gets to play Tampa Bay. Uh, they've allowed the most passing yards in the league. Third most passing touchdowns. This is where he shines. All right. Very good. My... Best matchup of the week is Deshaun Watson versus Kansas City. I know, it's at, I know it's at Kansas City, yeah, um, which has traditionally been a more difficult stadium to play at. But man, oh man, after the output last week, it was a get-right week for that entire offense. God. I know Watson's been a little up and down, but I feel like this was the week that things are going to uh, turn around. Players are finally getting healthy on that offense. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins is going to show up one of these weeks. Even though he's been on the field, you know, Will Fuller is finally healthy. 
A big miss on my part. Better knock like eight times. Yes. Be careful there. Kuti is getting healthy. He still should be coming back soon. If he's not going to be back this week, following week. And And their tight ends are fire all of a sudden. Yes. Where did that come from? I don't know. Jesus. And Kansas City, their high-scoring offense. I just... I just love the matchup. I think it's going to be super high scoring. I'd boot it because I feel like it's too obvious. Maybe. Because it's Deshaun Watson against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. It just feels too obvious for me. That's why I did That's why I booted. I didn't boot it because I don't like it. Well, I booted it because I like it too much. Well, here's the deal. Here's been his scoring on our ESPN league. Mm-hmm. Week one, 31.8. Week two, 6.4. Week three, 51.9. <laughs> Week four, 0.2. Last week, 80.3. So, <laughs> by fair, theory, our scoring is ridiculous. I know. But point being, but yeah. he's had he's bad highs and lows. Sure. If sure. if we were to follow this Peaks pattern, it would be a low week this week. Oh, I don't I think see that's going to happen. Is. You're doing the every other. That's right. Oh, okay. But okay. history is not going to continue that way. <laughs> it's going to be high scoring offense, offensive affair, fireworks all over the place. Start them. All right. I like it. Let's keep that going. All right. I want the more of that. So it's Carlos Hyde for me. That's a running back. I want him against Kansas City. You know why? Because Kansas City has the second worst run defense in the league. And yes, it's going to be probably a shootout. Does not mean there won't be work to be had on the ground. Mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde could sneak a couple of touchdowns. And I also secretly suspect that Houston will try and slow the game down against Kansas City the way that Detroit did. And the way that Colts did, because it works. Mm-hmm. So, while I certainly think that there will be points to be had from the wide receivers all around, uh, running game is not going to be ignored here. So, I like Hyde a lot. Okay. My running back this week is Derrick Henry against the Broncos. Now, I know you had just said earlier that their defense is turning it around, but they're giving up points to the running back. And they have been force-feeding Derrick Henry the ball. Yeah, they have. And I love it. He's a, like, he's a little like, little angry baby that won't eat his oatmeal, and they got to do the airplane. I mean, he has been double-digit points every week. He has not had a bad week. He's been at least 20 carries the last two weeks, almost 20 carries every game this season. So he's very involved. They're handing him the rock. I think Tennessee wants to, you know, slow the game down, not have to put it in Mariota's hands too much <laughs> or, or trust ever. him. So he's going to get the carries. He's scored a touchdown in almost every week. He's actually been relatively involved in the passing game for the most part. Nothing spectacular, but more than what you'd expect for Derrick Henry. Sure. So I think you can start him up. I love the matchup. I dig it. All right, I'm going, ooh, I'm getting weird with it. Uh, wide receiver, I want D.D. Westbrook. I, I, I want him to be a thing because coming into this year, I really thought he would be a thing. Consider this another miss for the time being. Um, because Minshew's guy is not Westbrook. That was maybe Foles' guy. Minshew's mm-hmm. guy is D.J. Chark. Um, D.D. Has, has gotten targets... And he started to look better recently. In fact, he had 11 targets last week against Carolina. So I think the things are turning for him now. But it's especially great because New Orleans has one of the worst defenses against slot receivers. So this could be another opportunity to build on last week. Hopefully, 
get a few more checkdowns, get those short yardage plays. Minshew realizes he doesn't always have to throw it over the mountains, hopefully, and a few go to Westbrook's hands. All right. My matchup for this week for wide receiver is Calvin Ridley going against Arizona. Really, what more is to say? Arizona's <laughs> defense has been poor. Matt yeah. Ryan has been playing sneakily well. Not not quite the MVP level that we've seen last year or a couple years ago. Sure. But um, he's been playing sneakily well. Release scored in three of the five games so far this year, so that's good. The uh, This last week against you know, a fairly stout Houston defense, uh, was much more involved, um, had five receptions, scored. Nine targets, which you love to see. Mm-hmm. And again, this Arizona defense doesn't scare anyone. I think he <laughs> is going to feast. Oh, I would love it. Do it, Calvin. Do it big. All right, tight end time. I thought for a brief minute about going back to the well with Arizona because Eifert proved that it was not a 100% thing. So I almost felt like that was a trick where I could go back to it this week then. Mm-hmm. But then I looked at who's playing him, and it's Austin Hooper. And if you need me or you to tell you to start Austin Hooper, you don't need to be playing fantasy football probably. So I switched off, and I'm going with Ricky Seals-Jones. He gets to take on Seattle, who is also pretty bad against tight ends. They have allowed the four, fourth most points to the position. Um, Ricky got shut down this week because Baker and that entire offense were so terrible against San Francisco. But San Francisco is really good at shutting down tight ends as well. Um, I think Ricky will have plenty of uh, plenty of work, and he can always break those big plays. Mm-hmm. He's kind of one of those guys. So you get a couple of those from him, I think you'll be okay. Maybe a touchdown. Nice. Yeah. All right, my tight end is Greg Olson. Now, I know what you're thinking. He hasn't really done much the last couple weeks. He got goose this last week. week I was thinking that. The week before that, only two receptions for five yards. Not great. He was playing a little bit tougher defenses. He's got Tampa Bay this week. To date. To wit. Tampa Bay is the 31st ranked defense against tight ends third wait wait let me do the math let me figure this out all right there are 50 states i know that yep there are 32 teams 32 yes ergo henceforth they are the second worst yes i did it all right so they're the second worst against tight ends yes and greg olson not bad it's been pretty good he's been good so Tampa Bay's defense has, at a minimum, six receptions to the tight end. It's been more than that, but minimum six, giving up about 22 points to the tight end on a weekly basis. God, that's tasty. Yes. NFL average is 11 and a half. So they are... (laughs) So that's a wee bit bad. A wee bit worse. (laughs) So I feel like you can fire him up. This is going to be a get-right week for him. Get back on track. And he got 110 yards last time he played him. So that's not nothing. No. All right. Here's where I am so excited. 
Yes. So those are our bold predictions. We're going to do this. We're going to keep doing this despite them always being wrong because but they're bold. Exactly. It wouldn't be fun if they weren't bold. Now, to be fair, it's not that we're striving to be stupid about them and trying to predict things that can never happen. We want them to be bold but possible. But look, we've just not had great success so far. And I think we should recap at the end of the year, by the way, and see how many of any of these you've yeah, actually come through. Yeah, we could do a recap show of you just know? bold predictions. I think that'd be fun. I think we could do that. And we can laugh at ourselves for how poor we were at <laughs> most of them. Jesus. But maybe we'll have some that actually hit and we'll be like, oh my God, <sighs> we're... We hit we hit on one Wouldn't the entire nice? season, and then we'll advertise the shit out of exactly. that from here until eternity. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that a lot. But uh, but for this week, we have some interesting, dare I say, like combo bold mm-hmm. predictions that are happening. Yeah. So, do you want to kick us off, or do you want me to? I will. I will kick it off. Please do. So, this goes back to my best matchup of the week, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson, between Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes playing each other this week. Yeah. They will combine for nine touchdown passes betwixt the two of them. Betwixt betwixt. That's how I know you're serious yes. about it. I know. It's 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 bold. It's meant to be bold. Here's here's the thing. At the start of the year, I don't think this would have been bold. It's bold now because you've seen what Patrick Mahomes has not been doing. True. Which is and I, and I know touchdowns. He's, and he's a little dinged up. Yes. He's got the leg issue. The general leg issue, mm-hmm. whatever the hell it is. Um, I'm sure there's a real thing happening there, but... Ah. But can I, I, I feel I, like that this could be a thing. Kansas City is going to be pissed off that they lost at home this last week to the Colts of all teams. Hey, so, that's rude. <laughs> I know, but I think I think the majority of people expected them to win. Sure. And they lost in front of their home crowd. They're playing at home again. Yeah. This is going to be a get-right game for them. They're going to come out. Great game plan. They're going to be on fire. Yeah. Houston's going to have to keep up. Hence, the nine touchdowns. Hence, ergo, nine TDs. Mm -hmm. I would love to make a beer bet related to this. Not saying that if they don't get nine touchdowns, that, that I win. That's not the beer bet I want to make. Okay. But I am so confident that they will not get close to those nine, t- nine touchdowns. Based on what I said earlier, which is I think that they try and slow the game down. Okay. Houston does. So I think there's more more rushing happening than than is predicted here. Okay. But also, Patrick Mahomes has, has not thrown for more than four touchdowns in a game, and he did that just once against Oakland. Okay. Ever the game, it's, it's been three or fewer. He had one with zero against Detroit mm-hmm. and one with one this last week against Indianapolis. Well, so that's on the doesn't count because that was inside a dome. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that, yeah, that the heavens, Patty can't, the heavens uh, weren't smiling down upon him uh, with, with, the, with the ceiling over God, him. So shut your face. <laughs> um, so I am actually going to say, okay. you tell me if you accept this, okay. but I will put the over under at six and I will take the under. So under six, six. combined. Touchdown passes. Wait, so six or fewer is yeah. what I. Yep. Yeah, under six. Yeah, or well, six. Six yeah, or fewer. See, yeah. that's why I, I got gotcha. you. But I would take six or fewer between both of them. I will accept that bet. Done. Let's clink on it. Let's do it. All right, we will settle up next week on that. Get ready to drink some steel reserve, Dustin. Uh, <laughs> you can, we, can we do a different beer? Nope. Since I already did. Um, nope. Steel yeah. Reserve. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure something out. Man, I don't want to keep beating the same drum. We'll figure it out. But, all right, that's locked in. My bold prediction, also a combo deal here, but I'm focusing on the running backs. 
Zeke and Melvin Gordon have not looked great so far. Melvin has mm. barely been out there, but he hasn't looked great in the very limited action he's seen so far. Zeke just hasn't looked like himself. He kind of got shut down a little bit against Green Bay. But I'm still going. Zeke and Melvin combined for 250 yards rushing. I think these are both games where it's going to have to lean on the running attack. Zeke gets to go against the Jets, which, you know, not not too shabby mm-hmm. in, in terms of uh, what their defense is allowing. Melvin, uh, well, actually, I should, I should, let me back up. The Jets have actually allowed the fourth fewest rushing yards, which is why I thought this was a little bold, right? Mm-hmm. Melvin, again, barely got any work last week. I think this has to be his re-breakout game. I think they punished him enough. I do. And I think he finally gets the workload that we've been waiting for. I agree. So, 250. They they, they kind of eased him in last week. You know, they they didn't want to overwork him too much. Chance for injury the first week back. You know, he hasn't had any live contact. So, just kind of working him, easing him back in. Yeah, I agree. This week, he, he will be much more involved. Now, Zeke has not passed 125 yards so far this season. That's been his season high. So I would need him to exceed his season mm-hmm. high or Melvin to just come out and have mm-hmm. a big old game. I think both are possible. Well, they're both due. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. But we don't get paid to not be bold. No. I mean, we don't get paid I at say, all. We but... don't get paid at all. So it doesn't matter if we're bold or not. All it's right. just fun. It is just fun. Anyways, all right, so we got to get some some due diligence out of the mm-hmm. way, right? We got yes. some bye week teams you yep. got to be yes. watching. Remember, for. we got Buffalo, Chicago, Indianapolis, and Oakland on bye this week. So if you have them in their lineup, you will get zero points for them, just as a reminder. Unless your league awards bye weeks, which I have not heard of a league like this, but I might start. I might be interested in that. Yep, yep. You get two points if you start your guy on bye. I don't know. I may <laughs> need a little finessing. That's fair. All right. So before we close out here, do you have anything else, Jake? I don't. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that if you have not followed us on Twitter, at Drinking Fantasy is where you should do that. Please do that. All we, sorts of fun goodness out there. Yes, give Fantasy us your football tidbits. trade polls, your start sits, your whatnot. Absolutely. Tag us in your, your trade polls, whatnot. We will retweet them for you. We will... Comment on them. We're, we're here to give advice. We will give you the best GIF reactions you've ever gotten in Absolutely. your life. GIF game on point. <laughs> That's right. Uh, speaking of GIF games being on point, you can follow me at Jake Trowbridge on Twitter. And you can find me at FF Dusty Dog. As always, please subscribe. Give us a rate and review. Do Especially it. if you're on iTunes. It Tell helps your friends. people find us, um, which we love. Uh, any, any good reviews we get, we will share them on the... Uh, podcast here yeah like a verbal high five yeah absolutely I like that and we will we will cheers and and, and toast you there you oh a little added incentive sure <laughs> uh but, but yeah if you are one of those people who does not subscribe and does not leave a rating because you know podcasts are everywhere i've been that guy oh same here okay don't be that guy okay? yes don't be we do guy. appreciate it or gal and uh good luck everyone this week May the fantasy gods or goddess or whomever be with you. The the higher power of your yes, choosing. That's right. And remember, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Cheers, up peppers. Peppers.